Radhe Radhe Dandavat Pranam. Today I wanted to share with you my Gurudev's most precious uh, Tika to Radharasa Sudanidi, verse number 3. Brameshwarari Suduruha Bhagaravinda Srimad Paraka Paramat Bhutabai Bhavaya Sarvarta Sararasa Varshi Kripatra Tishtes Tasyana Mostu Prishabhanu Puvu Mohimne I bow to the glory of Prishabhanu Nandini Sri Ratha, the dust of whose lotus feet is difficult for even Brahma and Shiva to obtain. She possesses astonishing power and from her compassionate glance that most valuable of all things, love for Sri Krishna, showers in ceaseless streams. The glory of Sri Rata. Rasa Varshani Vyakya. In this verse we see that Srila Prabhupada Saraswati Thakur, he now goes on to prescribe and describe Sorry, describe the glory and the power of Swamini. In the first two verses, the venerable author has followed the method handed down by the Mahachans, the great souls, in offering a Mangal Archana, praising the object of his devotion. In most verses of the book, he has described his experience of Leela obtained through visions while in his Sita Svarup, his eternal spiritual form. And in the preceding verse, where he defines the subject matter to be discussed, while experiencing one of his visions. In this verse, he sings the glory, the glories, of his object of devotion, Swamini, while in the consciousness of a Sataka practitioner. Chitta trite korilaga mohimakyana hoite shri chetanya charitamrita adilila 2118. The mind becomes strong and firm through knowledge of divine power. Now here comes a very wonderful, wonderful line by my Gurudev, Srila Anandaras Babaji Maharaj. Rasa is established on the basis of tattva. Tattva means principle of knowledge or basically philosophy. So this is a very deep and a very profound statement. So in the same way like a house is built on a strong foundation, without a strong foundation, now no house can be built. So in the same way, Rasa Tattva, the knowledge and the bliss of experiencing Rasa is based on a strong foundation of Tattva. That doesn't mean that we dry out reading and reading and reading Jnana Tattva, Jnana Tattva, on and on and on. No, it, it means only one thing. Sanatan Goswami spoke out to Mahaprabhu these very precious things. So knowledge here means what is the foundation of the palace of Rasa? Which knowledge? Who am I? What do I have to do? And where will I go? These three essential statements are actually the crown jewel of all knowledge. Who am I? I am a Jiva. 
I am an eternal spiritual soul. What do I have to do? This I can only do when I know where I want to go. So far as Manjari Bhav Sadakas, who am I? I am a spiritual soul desiring the service to the lotus feet of Swamini in the form of a maidservants. Sambandha Kyana. This is my knowledge. I am. I want to be this Dasi, this Kinkari, this Manjari. Abhideya means how to achieve that, how to attain that goal. Only by Raganuga Bhakti, propagated by Sriman Mahaprabhu himself. And then we know the Prayochan, where we have to go, to the Nikunshas of Goloka Brindavan. These three things are the ground jewels of all knowledge. And this is the foundation on which we can experience truly rasa as much as we progress into our journey through the stages of bhakti. Rasa is established on the basis of tattva. If the tattva is excluded, one may consider lila rasa to be mundane. This is another aspect. If we consider, if we don't know the tattva of Radha and Krishna, the reality of these two supreme beings, we will take their love affairs for the affairs of mundane lovers. So a certain portion of knowledge about their glories, about their state, about their condition, about who they really are, is very important to understand and to dive into so that we can appreciate the loving pastimes of the divine couple. Otherwise we run into danger of seeing them as mere mundane lovers. So this tattva is also very important. First of all, our own, who am I, what do I have to do, where do I go? And then also we have to understand the tattva of, the, of where we want to go, of Radha and Krishna and Vrindavan. This we also have to understand. Difference between Goloka, Vrindavan and Vaikunda, for example. Aishwarya and Madhurya, very important. So if the tattva is excluded, one may consider Lila Ras to be mundane. Shrimad Jiva Goswami Pat has said, Bhagavams tavad asadaranas varupaishvarya maduryas tattva vishesha lagu toshani vyakya, his commentary of Srimad Bhagavatam 10.12.10. He says, Bhagavan is a very particular tattva that by nature possesses both extraordinary power and sweetness. So about this tattva we have to know. Sri Radha, non-different from Sri Krishna, and very much known as his Ladini Shakta, pleasure potency, also possesses extraordinary power and sweetness. We can read Sri Narada Muni's glorious, glorious praise of Sri Radha in the 14th chapter of Padma Purana, Patalakanda. Brachadama is the abode of Madhurya, and Sri Ratarani is the direct embodiment of Madhurya. For this reason, the Gautya Vaishnava Acharyas have held up the descriptions of Sri Ratha's Madhurya before the Bracha Rasa Sadakas of the world. They always glorify that Radhika is the personification of all bliss, the ocean of Ras. This was the task of Rupa Goswami, Raghunadas Goswami, of all the Goswami and their followers. Still, because the beautiful palace 
of Madhurya has been built upon a fountain of Aishwarya. Aishwarya means majestic prowess. We have to know this that at least that we can appreciate everything else. Hmm? Still, because the beautiful perils of Madhurya has been built upon the foundation of Aishwarya. So this means this majestic, this power, this prowess, this majesty is so much covered with sweetness that we cannot realize it anymore when we are experiencing Ras, but it's still there. Hmm? The Goswamis from time to time have given us a hint, has given us, have given, sorry, have given us a hint of Sri Ratha's power and glory, so that we can really understand it nicely. Therefore, Swamini's vast power has been described in this verse, three and the next, four. The dust from Sri Ratha's lotus feet, which is difficult for Brahma and the other gods to attain, possesses astonishing power. In Brahma's prayers of glorification in the Srimad Bhagavatam, he offers a beautiful hymn filled with power and sweetness. He is amazed by the Madhuri, the sweetness of Sri Krishna's boyhood pastimes, of eating with his friends on the river bank, and so on. And then he prays Bhagavatam 10, 14, verse 34. O Lord, by your mercy I will obtain a birth when I will be anointed with the dust from the feet of a Prachabasi, whose entire life rests in you, Mukunda, whose food dust is thought by the scriptures, Shrutis, even now. I think such a birth would be a million times more virtuous than my birth as Brahma. In his commentary on this verse, Sarartadarshini, Shilavishwana Chakravati Pat has essentially written that Brahma, astounded by the good fortune of the Prachagopas, was not courageous enough to desire their food dust. He instead prays for a birth as a pebble by the gate, a little stone by the gate of a lower class family living on the outskirts of Gokula, so, me, so he may anoint his body with the dust from their feet. Therefore, one can easily deduce that the dust of the most loving Prishabhanu Nandini's Sri Rata's lotus feet is in all respects very difficult for Brahma to obtain. Because the foot dust of the Gopas and Gopis is very rare in Kailash, Shiva's realm, Sriman Mahadev resides in Bracha as Gopishwara with the hope of obtaining some. But knowing that one may obtain Sri Krishna by seeing and serving Sriman Mahadev, Sri Radha and the other gopis desire the dust from his feet. Therefore, Sri Radha's food dust remains very difficult for Sriman Mahadev to obtain. Beautiful. Or it could be deduced that the pollen from Sri Radha's lotus feet is so glorious that it is even difficult for the powerful Sri Lakshmi Devi to obtain. You will know why. In the statements of the Nagapatnis, Nagapatnis in the Kasyanubhavsya Nadeva Vidmate verse of Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 16, 36, we see 
that even though Shilakshmi Devi voluntarily gives up the treasure of Sri Narayan's personal association and performs severe austerities in the hope of obtaining Sri Krishna's food dust in Sri Vrindavan, she is still unable to do so. Why? <laughs> the Goswamis have said that because Sri Lakshmi Devi, the queen of vast opulence, Aishwarya, is unable to worship the food dust of Maturya Mahi Srimati Radhika, it is not possible for her to obtain the mercy of Sri Govinda. Gopianukati Bina Aishwarya Kyane Bachileha Nahi Paya Brachantranandani Tahate Trishtanta Lakshmi Karila Bajana Tatapi Napaila Brache Brachantranandan Sri Chaitanya Chaitamrita Matyalila 8 230-231 This is a very, very deep and profound and important verse. If one worships Rajendrananda and Sri Krishna in the Aishwarya majestic mood, rather than following the mood of the gopis, one will not attain him. One will not attain him. I have to stretch my foot. One will not attain him. Ouchie. <laughs> one will not attain him. Hmm? For example, even though She Lakshmi Devi worshipped Rajendrananda and she was unable to fulfill her desire. So this is a very, very deep and important point. Without following the inhabitants of the Rajadam, the Jiva, and here we see Lakshmi Devi, what to speak about the Jiva. So if we don't have a role model, a Ragatmika Bhakta, an eternally perfected soul, if we have not such a role model to follow, Lupa Goswami is saying, we can never attain Brajabhav, we can never attain Sita, Sita uh, uh, Swarup Siti, perfection of our soul, it's not possible. We have to follow, the, when if we desire a particular bhav, for example, Manjari bhav, we have to follow a particular Ragatmika perfected soul who has this bhav imbued eternally in his heart and The Guru who transmits, who has received this this beautiful bath, he can transmit it into our hearts via Parampara. So if we don't follow a particular Rakatmika Bhakta by the Kripa of our Gurudev, we have no chance of attaining Braja. Not possible. What to speak? If Lakshmina Shidlevi cannot do it, What to speak of us? If we don't follow Raganuka Bhakti in the mood of a kinkari, we will never achieve our Prayochan. For example, even though she Lakshmi Devi worshipped Prajendananda, she was still unable to fulfill her desire. If she were able to worship the dust from Sri Ratarani's lotus feet, then she would undoubtedly attain Sri Govinda's companionship. Without that, Her austerities bear no fruit. Here a very essential truth which will later come out is there. Therefore Sri Radha's food dust has perpetually remained very difficult for Sri Lakshmi Devi, the goddess of Vaikunna, to obtain. It should be understood that in the phrase Pramishvaradi Adi and so on, 
refers to Uddhava and others. So here in the verse, in the in the previous lines, we see that without worshipping Radha, without serving the food dust of Srimati Radhika, we can never attain Krishna. Narutam Thakur says that by chanting Krishna's name, we will attain Radha, and by Radha's name, we will attain Krishna. And in the next, Baba will explain later on that actually in Radha Rasa Sudhaniti, Thakur Maharaj, Prabhupada Saraswati Thakur, he says, without worshipping, if you worship Krishna alone, without worshipping Radhika, you will attain nothing. Raghunadoska Swami speaks in the similar vein. So it should be understood that in the phrase Brahmeshwara, the Adi and so on, refers to Uddhava and others, astonished by seeing the exalted nature of the gopis. Sri Uddhava Mahashoi worshipped them from afar, thinking their food dust most difficult to obtain. Eager to be anointed with that dust, he prayed to be born as a blade of grass or a shrub in Braja. His statements have been written in letters of gold in Srimad Bhagavatam 10.47 from verse 57 to 63. Such is the true deep humility of Uddhava Mahashoi. So it goes without saying that the food dust of Sri Ratha, the foremost of the gopis, is extremely difficult for him to attain. Or by saying Brahmeshwaradi, it could mean that Sri Ratha's glory is so astonishing that her lotus food dust is difficult for even the primeval Lord Sri Krishna himself to obtain. What to speak of Lord Brahma? People always yearn for things that are hard to get. It is said that while longing for Sri Radha's incomparable footdust, Sri Krishna assumed the form of the poet Jayadev and personally supplied the missing line of verse in Gita Govinda, writing the words Dehi Pada Palavam Mudaram. About the lotus feet of Swami is a very famous pastime. The gist, now this comes what I said, no? The gist of Sri Sri Ratha Rasa Sutaniti verse 201 is that one day Srimati was sulking. She was in, a, in Man because of a lover's quarrel with Krishna. So to win her sakis over to his side, Krishna placed Srimati's feet upon his head. So he himself hangers for the lotus dust of, of Swamini's lotus feet. This appeased Srimati, but now her feet began to perspire a bit, and the crimson red leg dye on those feet became moist. The dampened leg dye colored Krishna's head and caused his peacock feather crown to slip off. Now we are again in the Leela. Prabhupada Saraswati Thakur is taking us by the hand. Our Guru Mantra is there and we all witness this. The peacock feather crown falls off because Krishna's head is now smeared with the foot leg of Swamini's lotus feet. This is why Shyam is the emperor of the kingdom of Rasa. Why? Because he is so eager to attain the lotus feet of Radhika that even he put her feet on his head. By taking her feet upon his head, he became the foremost of Rasikas. This is not a decline in his status. This is not making him less, but rather his greatest glory and the essence of his divinity. Here we see Baba's beautiful, beautiful mandari path, 
This is the expression of his deep, deep love for Swamini. He says here that actually this gesture of putting Swamini's lotus feet on the head, that shows that Krishna actually is the most supreme enjoyer of Ras. And the king of Rasikas. It is the essence of his divinity. His love for Swamini is the essence of his divinity. How beautiful is that? This is Manjari Bhav. Therefore, to discover his own virtue, he had long yearned for the dust of Sri Ratha's lotus feet. But Sri Ratha is very difficult even for him to attain. Kapu Mili, Kapu Namili Daibera Gatana, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Adilila 4.31 By destiny we meet or remain apart. So this is a hint on the separation union continuously going on in Prajalila. Sometimes Krishna can meet with her. Sometimes he has to appease the kinkaris that he can meet with her. It is always the desire of the Lord to taste the love of Swamini. So Sri Rata's food dust is also very difficult for him to attain. The reason behind his abundant love for Sri Rata is not just based on someone's personal opinion or contrivance, meaning, uh, opinion, yeah, but rather on powerful scriptural authority. So now we will get to know why Krishna is so much eager and so has so much beautiful love for Swamini. In Srimad Bhagavatam 11, 14, 16, Sri Bhagavan has said to Udava, Anu vrachami amnityam puye yeti angri renubihi. I follow the heels of the bhaktas, hoping to be purified by smearing their foot dust on my body. This is so beautiful. In the Kramasandarbha commentary on this verse, Shimako Swamipat has written, Tat bhaktyanis kriti doshat. Pavitrita Shyam Iti Babeneti Artaha Unable to repay those devotees who always selflessly worship me, I secretly smear their foot dust on myself, purifying me of any sins for which I have not yet atoned. This shows the deep, deep humility and the deep love of Sri Krishna, his sweetest expression of love for his devotees. How beautiful, how wonderful. It goes without saying that by this reasoning, if Krishna is eager and hankering for the, for the dust of the lotus feet of his devotees, so it is clear whose lotus feet dust he is hankering after most. Guru Baba is now saying. It goes without saying that by this reasoning, Sri Krishna's desire for the footos of Swamini his greatest and most loving devotee. She is the embodiment of Madanakya Mahabhav. She has the greatest untainted love for him. So, is everlasting and very logical. Such sweet interpretations are most enjoyable. Vabrindavan Rasa Sadakas, like my Gurudev, is. He enjoyed that so much. He told me many times that he never knew what he's writing. It just came out of his Pure heart. So now we know why Krishna is so eager after the footers of Swamini. Because she is 
the devotee of him with the most love. Her love is the highest, the purest and the greatest. Therefore, he is hankering so much for the dust of her beautiful lotus feet. This is something to meditate upon and it is very beautiful and powerful. Moreover, Sarvarta Sararasavarashi Kriparta Trishti. Now comes a very beautiful point. Shirata's merciful glance shows us Rasa, that most valuable of all things. It means that wherever her compassionate glance falls, Sri Krishna Prema Rasa, the highest of all human objectives, is showered in ceaseless streams. Love for Krishna has been called the highest of all human activities. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita Adilila, uh, Adilila 7, 84, 85, we can read, The fifth object of human pursuit, the fifth Purusharta, is love for Sri Krishna, Prema, before which the other four are like straw. This fifth goal, this fifth Purusharta is an ocean filled with the nectar of joyful love, compared to which the joy of liberation and so on is less than a drop. Love for Sri Krishna blesses the Bhakta with the boundless experience of Krishna's sweetness. Sri Chaitanya, Charitamrita Adilila 744-245 This Prema is the greatest treasure. It causes one to taste Sri Krishna's Maturya Rasa. Because of Prema, Krishna comes under the control of his Bhaktas. Because of Prema, the Bhakta feels the joy of serving Krishna. Beautiful. By Sri Radha's merciful glance alone, even without performing sadhana, one is showered with an endless stream of Prema Rasa, the highest Purusharta. So Prema is the highest goal, and Prema is so versatile, so 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 much deep it goes that um because of prema, Krishna becomes comes under the control of his devotees. And because of prema, the bhakta feels the joy of serving Krishna. So beautiful. By Sri Rata's merciful glance alone, even without performing sadhana, one is showered with an endless stream of prema rasa, the highest goal of life, Purusharta. There are no words to describe her compassionate glance. Just by seeing Sri Ratharani, one obtains love for Krishna without any endeavor. So here comes to my mind that it is, for me at least, very, very difficult. I have never seen Swamini's lotus face. I, I mentally try to make a picture of it and it's good to do that. But there is there's one very, very beautiful point Actually, you can see in the back the photo of Radha Kunda. Radha Kund is not different from Swamini. So, if a soul is fortunate enough to, can, to be able to reside or to visit Radha Kunda, which is not different from Swamini, it is her liquid form of love, it is her. It is, the, is, it is really not different from her. So, we can imagine and understand that 
I know, I for myself have no direct vision of Swamini's beautiful lotus face. But I can be rest assured when you read the Raghunada, from Dasku Swami's Radhakundastakam. Seeing Radhakunda is non different from seeing Swamini. This we have to understand. We see water and stone and banks and all these things, but actually it is the most transcendental place in the universe, the highest place of love on earth. So, if we can see something which is not different from Swamini, this can also see back, look back. So that means, if we have this attitude that we see and get, that we can glance upon this ocean of nectar, Radha Kunda, this lake of pure love, this lake of the tears of Swamini's Brahma, so it is not different from Swamini. And if we can see this lake, she can also see us. So our attitude must be that, please, Swamini, I cannot see you directly, but I can see the form of your liquid prema. Please shower your merciful glance upon me when we are there in Radhakund. We have this opportunity to pray like that. She is not different from her lake, so we can pray for that. And if we have a beautiful attitude, it will fill our heart and we can go on advancing in our spiritual life. This is what my Gurudev always said, please come to Radhakund, make Parikram, because he knows that Radhakunda is not different from Swamini. Of course, if you can have visions of Swami directly, beautiful, this is wonderful. I can only speak for myself. I happily see and try to see Radhakund and pray to Radhakund to show her her, it is her Swamini, her merciful glance toward me. That Adi Sura be Radhakunda Meva Shayume. Please, please bless me, Radhakunda. I know you are not different from Swamini. I'm so fallen, I cannot see anything except water, stones, and houses. But I know that you are there, Swamini, all the time with your lover. You are not different from your lake. Please bestow your mercy upon me. Shila, uh, sorry, in Padma Purana, Shinarda Muni personally experienced this after receiving Shiratha's darshan. He said, by merely seeing her, I obtained love for Sri Krishna's lotus feet, something I had never experienced before. And again, a very, very deep statement for the Bhaktas. Without the lotus feet and the mercy and the creeper of Swamini through the pipeline of Parampara and Gurudev's heart, we can never attain Prema. We can never attain Prema. In Brihad Bhagavatam Tamritam 25, 333, Srimad Sanatana Goswami part wrote, Saradika Bhagavati Kvachit Ikshate Chet Prema Tadanu Bhavam Timam Saha If one directly sees Sri Krishna's most beloved Sri Ratha, he then directly perceives the embodiment of Prema Sri Krishna. So how merciful is Swamini that she appeared on this earth in the form of her liquid tears, the lake of her deep love, Sri Radha Kunda. Now the time has come for this to manifest in this particular Kali Yuga, another very nice aspect of of this direct glance of Swamini. Accepting the mood and complexion of Sri Ratha, 
Sri Bhagavan has incarnated in the world as Sri Gaurasundara because it is Sri Radha's complexion. When the worldly Jivas see his bright golden radiance, they are blessed with Brahma. This is the power of Sri Radha's splendor. And we heard in the previous verses that actually it many, 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 many times we can listen that the animate and inanimate beings transformed and were thrown into oceans of Brahma by seeing just Mahaprabhu. How beautiful. Because he was in the mood of Swamini. So his glance had the same power like that of our Swamini. In the next verse of Prihat Bhagavatamritam, we see the following. We see the following. Oh, sorry. In in the next verse of Prihat Bhagavatam Rita 234, we see the following. If some great incarnation of Sri Krishna comes to distribute Prema, or if some incarnation of Sri Rata appears, then by seeing that avatar, one can realize Prema. This verse is speaking about, you guessed it, Sriman Mahaprabhu. Or Sri Rata's merciful glance is a nectar shower of Sri Krishna Prema, the highest of all things desired. Sri Krishna Prema combined with Sri Radha's Prema Madhurya is so very sweet. Sri Radha is the embodiment of Sri Vrindavan's Madhurya. She is the essential element of Vrindavan Lila. The gist of Sri Sri Radha Rasha Sudhanidhi verse 80 is that the enjoyment one gets from worshipping Krishna without Sri Rata is only an insignificant drop. Wow. To this verse we will come later on. 80, take some time. Again. The gist of Sri Sri Rata Rasa Sudhanidhi 80 is that the enjoyment one gets from worshipping Sri Krishna without Sri Rata is only an insignificant drop. <laughs> This we should take to our heart. Sriman Mahadev said, and this is a good explanation also, why is it like that? Because we cannot perform bhakti without the mercy of Swamini. Why? Because Swamini is the personification of bhakti. Bhakti is a combination of Ladini Shakti and Samvit Shakti, knowledge and bliss. So this combination, bliss and knowledge, I know I love and I love. I feel bliss and I get knowledge. So this combination of Ladini Shakti and Samvit Shakti culminates in Bhakti. And Swamini is the personification of Bhakti. So without Swamini's mercy, we have no chance. No chance of of performing any anger of Bhakta. Shiman Mahadev, she was said. Gora techo vina yastushyama techa samachaye chapet vatyayate vapisa pavet patokis shive. One very, very, very powerful, powerful statement from the greatest Vaishnava. O Parvati, those who perform meditation, japa, meditation means here dikshasmarnam or lilasmarnam, japa. O worship of Krishna without Srimati Ratarani remain sinful. Whew. He goes very deep. Therefore, the very life of Krishna Prema is love for Sri Ratha. Again, the very life of Krishna Prema 
is love for Radha. And who has the most love for Radhika? The Radha's Nehadika Manjaris. Those whose Dayibhav is Bhavala Sarati, who have more love for Swamini than for Sri Krishna. I bow to the glory of Sri Radha, whose merciful glance showers us with love for Krishna. Jai Sri Radha.